Welcome to Thriving in the Age of Disruption with Dr. Ramesh. Startup evangelist Mr. Nguyen Van Chong believes that business growth is the driving force for good things in the world. As society faces an ever-increasing number of problems, we need new founders more than ever to solve them. Mr. Chung is the CEO of Danang Entrepreneurship Support, DNES, and today he jumps into a discussion with Dr. Ramesh on innovation and entrepreneurship, sharing his roots as a software engineer and also his valuable insights gained from managing Danang's first public-private partnership business incubator. Welcome, Mr. Chung, to Driving in the Age of Disruption podcast series. Thank you, Dr. Ramesh, for having me here in your program. My name is Jung. I'm from Da Nang, Vietnam. And after spending about 15 years working as a software engineer, working on building a software product in November 2021, managing a business incubator. Yeah. Is this incubator the first incubator in Da Nang? In 2016. It's the very first car, not only in Da Nang, but first public private partnership incubator in Vietnam also. So since you've been around from 2016, there must have been a lot of success stories along the way as well. Actually, building a new entity is not a challenge the founder and the management board at that time. We learn a lot and we try a lot, of course. And after 12 months of incubation, we support for AB4 startup yeah, to launch their product and up to now. About eight of them uh, still arrive fundraising successful and then uh, grow their business. Yeah. Oh, wonderful milestones for the first initiative in Danang in a personal context. Mr. Chung, are you married with kids? Yes. How old are they? Uh, are yeah. you, have you always lived in Danang? Are you from some other part of Vietnam? Yeah, most of the time I spent in Danang, but as a business man, I have to travel a lot. But thanks to my wife, I'm a father of uh, three kids, and thanks to her that she always support me on every action, uh, that I am very happy when I'm working and no worry about other things. That's really great. And how old are your children? The smallest one is two years old, and the biggest one is 11. Lovely. I define entrepreneurial mindset as one whereby a person is being resourceful and usually to be resourceful, A, you have to be able to identify the right problem and then go about solving it. B, it is to be able to manage uncertainty and to take risk. And C is to create value. And this value is not just for yourself. It's also value, which is just not financial. So that's entrepreneurial mindset. But on the other side, some people may have a great idea. And they want to start and run a business around that idea. And that's when they become an entrepreneur. But I feel that not everyone needs to become an entrepreneur, but it's very essential in today's world that everyone has an entrepreneurial mindset. So in your work in managing the incubator, what have you found about the entrepreneurs who succeed vis-a-vis -vis the entrepreneurial mindset? You're right when uh, we talking about the character of an entrepreneur who can overcome many challenges. That is a long journey and sometimes you fail and sometimes you succeed, but sometimes you learn something. It needs resiliency, how you overcome the obstacle. And also resourceful, you look around and see many problems and you're looking for the, the solution to, to offer a better solution. We did grow, it, it, the driving force for the good thing after the COVID and now we facing an uncertainty situation. We're facing ever-increasing the number of problems. And then we need the new founder to solve them. 
Yeah. That's right. New founders. What do you mean by that? The people who will not just stay and see things happen, but they involve and try to solve problems. Yeah. For example, in my perspective as the software engineer and background, so I, I try to apply the technology into business problem and other things. Yeah. Right. Have you ever wanted to start your own software business or were you just working as a software engineer? Yeah, I started my career as a software engineer and then suddenly I just opened my own software engineer 13 years ago just because our customer want me to issue him the invoice, the task invoice. So I have <laughs> I to do the registration, yeah, the company, yeah. That's a good way to start a business. And then what happened? And I'm lucky enough when I have the right call powder, the art company with me to commercialize that product. And now after 13 years, we are still together and we serve more than 30 big companies. They have a good revenue. Yeah. Wonderful. So when you look at yourself as an entrepreneur and you're working with entrepreneurs, what do you think is the key thing that aspiring entrepreneurs must focus on? from your own experience? Because I'm a member of a Young Entrepreneur Association in Danang, I, based on what I observe and learn, I see that entrepreneurs who have the key product or services could get stronger and stronger. So it's like a unique value proposition that they can yeah. offer to the marketplace with their yeah, product yeah. or service, right? Yeah, yeah. What can you say about partnership? Because you were lucky to find the right co-founder. Yes, it's very important because for example, me, I'm a software engineer, so I'm good at tech too, but the other two, I'm not good at. So in the beginning of our career, the other side, he or she is good at sales or marketing, so he can support us on that. Of course, that after that, we learn also, but in the beginning, the first, the second, or the third year, it's really hard. And at that time, we have to focus on what we do the best. That's right. But then I want to ask you the more difficult part of a relationship. I can understand that you do your part functionally and he does his part functionally. But then how do you actually build a relationship where you can trust each other? So with this co-founder of yours, did you know him for a long time before you went into business? Or it so happens that you met each other and you had the same passion? Yeah, very good question. This remind me about the path. Of course, I start with my old friend. But then when the, the business to a certain level, he, he uh, don't work with me anymore. But at, at the same time, I found a new one and uh, he older than me. I think that's his experience also a good point for me to help us to work together until uh, after more than 10 years now. Yeah. So at different points in our journey as an entrepreneur, we may find that we have to renew our partnerships and the people we work with because we will find different things that need to be available. And what is the advice that you can give to people who want to develop an entrepreneurial mindset? What do you think they can do in schools, kids who are still 15, 16 years old? Lean in, lean in today to live on tomorrow. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And what do you mean by lean in today? For example, if you are working on a project, so you should get your hand up the jump mm. in and do that. So just don't be an observer or not even participate. And it's okay if you don't succeed because the experience is valuable. Exactly. Very good. I define crisis as a setback. And sometimes in this setback, we may come to a moment where we're going to die because we didn't take the action. And often most people actually don't want to deal with crisis because it's uncomfortable. 
Mr. Chung, how have you dealt with crisis in your life? And if you can share an example of a crisis that you have dealt with, it can be in the workplace, in your business, in your personal life. It doesn't matter in which aspect. Yeah. Of course, that when we run our business, especially in a startup environment, we on the way not up resourcing the people, the money and the network. And, and sometimes we only have a one week runway. Yes. After that, we will uh, run out of money. Yeah. At that time, we have to find a way to overtake, especially during the COVID time. You know that during the two and a half year of COVID time, many things changed. And so for us to have a chance to look at ourselves. Yeah. In fact, I think one of the most successful businesses that were able to take the opportunity to adapt or to pivot became even stronger and better. And in your incubation program, how did the businesses survive COVID times? Yeah, in 2021, after the two years of COVID, the incubator is very difficult and the government don't have the money to sponsor for the activity. The incubator also lost the land, the office. But at that time, I do the event to the, the, the incubator to support them. And, and even at that time, the CEO, he just quit the job. So the chairman asked me to become the CEO. I mean, that at that time, we have to restructure our operation and we do what we have to do. And after nearly two years, now we move on to a new building and continue our mission. That's interesting. So that's a great example of what you had to do personally. You had always been the investor for this DNES incubator in Danang. Yeah. And then because of COVID times when the CEO had left, you now had to take on the CEO role. But then you had to also take on a role during difficult times to restructure, to look for a new office space, to revitalize these businesses. So my question for you is, what had you stay on course and do this? You didn't have to do it. You can just be an investor. You can say, I give up. But what motivated you? I see that um, an incubator is a very uh, good thing for city like Danang. We play much with hospitality, like tourist city. But nowadays, the city in the world is committed not only by tourists, but also by innovation. So I think that it's very necessary. Yeah, so I just do that. Right. And of course, that during the half time, the young startup, they need us. Yeah, so we do what we have to do. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that you see as someone who lives in Danang that it's important to grow and that innovation drives the growth and that you can't just depend on hospitality because that's what Danang is famous for, that you also need to invest in grooming the next generation of entrepreneurs so that the ecosystem is dynamic and it is growing. That's really inspiring. That's the sense that I got from speaking with all the people in Danang that most of you are very proud of being in Danang. Is that very unique for Danang? Our story is quite interesting. We have a, a quite inspiring leader in the past. He spent a lot of time to renovate our city from a small town into a developed city. We learned, we get inspired from that. Amazing. Even as I talk to you, I can observe that you're very calm. So what do you do to actually practice so that in a moment which is stressful, you can take a step back and make a decision and not panic. We have to practice from the very early age. I practice like a stoicism. 
when things happen, uh, we see inside Earth first and we try to control this. Yes. Not blame about other people. That's right. When I was a young student. Yeah. At the time, don't call me as a stoic person. But until now, three or four years ago, when I listened to a businessman staring about the character of a stoic, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly what I'm practicing. Yeah. I see. That's interesting. And in Dalang, do you have a lot of family businesses? Yeah, in our Young Entrepreneur Association, we have about 700 members and most of them family business. And at our time, the second generation just coming back from study university in Across, and now they come back and learn how to manage the, the business of family. Also. And what do you find is the biggest challenge for the next generation who are taking over from their founders? It's just a few years now. I don't see much challenge, but some of them, they learn from developing country. So they apply the new thing. At the first time, they don't come back to family, but they open their own business. They run it, they sell, and then after that, they come back to family business. Which That's is very well. good because they learn from that experience, right? And then they can listen now to the founders. Actually, not really 100%, but some of them may run like a function of the business of the family. Yeah, by themselves. Yeah. That's interesting. And most of these businesses, in which kind of industry are they? Is it still hospitality or it is now diversified into other areas? Most of them in hospitality, but some in production and some they do have different kind of service company also. Yeah. Lovely. What is spirituality for you? And where are you in your spiritual journey? As I mentioned before, I'm like Stoicism, so I believe in Buddha, someone who behind everything, and that our mission, our duty, to learn to control ourselves and to do to good be, things. To do good so, things. Wow. Yeah. And do you think it's possible to live a simple life? For me, for example, that our association is very dynamic. They have a, one week, they only have a two or three events. A social networking that a lot of beer and bring. So how I can survive in that environment? So yes. we have to uh, choose whether we suitable for suitable event. Otherwise, we come back to our family or business. So just live a simple life. It's, it's our choice. Yeah. So what you're saying is that even when you have to be busy and doing what the world expects us to do, we can find simplicity when we go back to our family and being at home. And how would you describe thriving? Thriving is grow. Yes. Grow. Useful. Before I like the word lean in, but yes. now mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thriving is grow, peaceful, and mindfulness. Excellent. Yeah. I wanted to ask you whether sustainability is a big thing in Danang. And if you can share with me what it means to you. I think it's very important and as we can see that like a hospitality city and when the COVID come after one and two and a half years, they will make everything disappear. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's not sustainable. And even like the model at uh, DNET, the incubator, we lock the balance. So it's not sustainable. I think that is very important to manage that aspect yeah. in not only in business, but also in life. Interesting, because what you're pointing to is that sustainability is the ongoing thriving of a living system. It may not just be about looking after, let's say, the resources or the climate or nature, but it's also in making sure that 
whatever that we are dealing with, whether it's our business or just even hospitality, that there is an ability to go on with it. And if something happens like COVID, how are we going to go on if we don't have our tourists, if we don't have the business? It must have been very difficult for most people who are in hospitality business because travel just uh, stopped. So what did most of the businesses do in Danang to survive the two and a half years? For Danang, of course, we have product, products and industrial commercial e-commerce. And also we do have agriculture. Now, a lot of products from countryside, they adapt the new standards to be able to export. So that they have uh, the label, the standards, yeah. And it would increase the value of the product so you, they can make uh, more money. So this has been the opportunity of the COVID lockdowns that people have had to look and diversify into other industries, upgrade and to be ready to export their products versus just depending on the local consumers as well as stories coming. I'm going to now ask you a series of rapid fire questions and you just have to tell me the one or two words that come to mind. Don't overthink it. Who inspired you to become an entrepreneur? My first customer. Great. Yeah. What is the one thing that you have done to navigate disruption in your business? I look inside myself, yeah. Look inside yourself. Okay, great. What is the most important advice you have for aspiring entrepreneurs? Lean in to lead on. Great. The one thing that you have done to stay ahead in your game? Yeah. Innovation. How do you deal with crisis? Straightforward. Deal with it straightforward. What is the key mistake people make in a crisis? Key mistake people make. People try to find many solutions outside, but actually they have to look at their internal capacity. Yeah, to build up and to change, to improve, to, to adapt. Yeah. And how do you stay calm and focused during a crisis? The same. We just go inside, look, look inside us. Yeah. How do you think we can inspire other people to embrace sustainability in their daily lives? The more things that make you happy. Because when you're happy, it means that if you're good on that, it's uh, sustainable. Otherwise, it's a big crisis. That's right. Can you share an innovative solution that you have seen which promotes sustainability? Actually, I look support for electric bike. The project not only a good example of the sustainability, but also is inspired a lot to, to become like a maker and innovative on the time. That's right. That's right. And so much so that now Danang is becoming a EV space, right? A popular center for all the electric bikes. I hope so. How do you think organizations can prioritize sustainability? Organizations, they have to survive first and then build the culture that our sustainability. Yeah, what you're saying is that maybe create for them to see that part of surviving is to be sustainable. In our organization, if we depend on one or two source income, and then it's not balanced. So we have to build our internal capacity so that we can survive. So that's the way of sustainability in my perspective. Wonderful. Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions to get to know you. What's your favorite book? Jim Collins. Jim Collins will write the book named Good to Great. Yes. Actually, I read a book of email where I get inspired from that. Yeah. And what's your favorite travel destination? I travel a lot and then every place have a good thing for me to learn. The last trip, I have a car rental in Italy. Last November, I spent one week and arrived for the whole uh, Italy. Interesting. 
So if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? Not easy. After today, with you, for example. Okay. So we'll have to meet either in Hanoi or in Da Nang for dinner. Yeah. What's your favorite song? In Vietnam, we have a song like One Forest, One People, um, Life. Yeah. Oh, it's a habit of the, the Vietnamese song. It's telling about the meaning of life. When you have a destination to, to go, your life will have a meaning. Wow. That's so inspiring. Is there a hobby or a interest that you have that might surprise other people? Recently, just the Royal EV, Danang have a very nice landscape. So I moved to mountain and down to river and a very nice place, sometimes with friends and sometimes with family. Very enjoyable. And the last one, is there a movie that you find is unforgettable? Uh, sorry, it's a long time I don't see movie. I remember that recently I just watched like American Factory. Yeah, there's a film about China factory, but built in the U.S. and they are successful. Yes. Okay, good. Mr. Chung, I want to thank you so much for coming on board and sharing with us your wisdom, your experience, the gems that you've collected along the way, because it's going to inspire a lot of people who want to know more about the incubation space in Danang, about being an entrepreneur and how to be resilient in life. Thank you. It sounds so great for me to catch up with you again. And yes, the energy you bring for us so that we have more power to overcome the obstacle. Wonderful. I'm very happy to join this podcast with you and also connect with you. And actually, I read half of your book. You're so inspired. And I see myself next 20 years. Yes. At that time, maybe I will uh, like you, Dr. Rames. Do some live stream and then talk with the young guys from different country and city and then help them to grow and to learn new things. Wonderful. Thank you, Mr. Chung, for sharing that you read my big jump into entrepreneurship. Because if we have entrepreneurial mindset, we can actually be successful in life. Not just because we are running a business, but we actually know how to navigate life. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, Dr. Ramesh and Mr. Chum for your thoughts on the entrepreneurial mindset and supporting a vibrant entrepreneurial ecosystem in Da Nang, Vietnam. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or investor looking for inspiration to overcome the challenges in your life or simply curious about the stories that shape the change makers of our world, this podcast series is your gateway to a world of insight and inspiration. Be sure to subscribe to the Thriving in the Age of Disruption podcast or follow Dr. Ramesh on LinkedIn and other social media so that you too become a part of Dr. Ramesh's Thriving Network.